You've just entered a safe, relaxed, and open forum where you can allow your imagination to take you places you normally dare not go. Welcome to The Fourth Dimension with Toby C., where we discuss evil resistance in the early efforts of sobriety. Here's Toby. Hey, welcome back to The Fourth Dimension with Toby C. We're talking about the devil. We're going to get right to it because um, we don't mess around here, okay? This is The Fourth Dimension, and I want to welcome our guest today, Robert B. Welcome, Robert. Hey, hey good to be here. So uh, what can we do to provoke our listeners into sticking around and listening to this this action-packed program? Well, let me tell you, first of all, I got to hit you with the monologue and let you know exactly what we're trying to accomplish here. You're going to hear Robert and me, Toby C., talk about the evil one. We're going to be talking about bad spirits. We're going to be talking about demons, uh, nefarious, malevolent spirits. I've heard somebody refer to the devil as old scratch. You know, whatever you want to call it, we're going to be talking about the antithesis of God. Why? Why are we going to be doing that? Well, it's so that we can come to the awareness of the existence of God through the awareness of the existence of the devil. It's really that simple. You see, the biggest trick that the devil plays on the world is getting everybody to believe he doesn't exist. But he does. He does. And what we're going to be doing in this program, The Fourth Dimension, and this is we're going to be taking Robert back on a magical mystery tour of what it was like um, when he first decided to overcome his misery and to get better. You know, and for some people, our misery um, may come from alcohol abuse or may come from drug abuse or may come from any other extreme behavior that ultimately departs us from a healthy relationship with God and with our fellow man and with ourselves, ultimately. So that's where we are today. So don't get worried about us talking about the evil one so much. Um, but um, don't get distracted, you know. If, if Satan can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. So pay attention. What do you think? Robert, take it away. Give us a little background quickly, like where you're from, and um, uh, give us like 60 seconds of who, what, when, how, and why. Tell us about Robert. Yeah, I'm from uh, Southern California area, Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, I grew up uh, in the L.A., uh, North L.A. area um, and uh, traveled around a little bit, kind of uh, came back to California, and uh, I've been here ever since. All right. And um, actually, Robert and I share a common bond. We both spent time in Bakersfield. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love that. I'll tell you, anybody who hits their bottom or tries to get sober in Bakersfield, man, my hat's off to him. That's a, that's a, that's a tough act to follow, man. You know, it's a tough act to 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 play for sure. But uh, so anyway, Robert. Hey, so let's let's get right into it. Tell us about your earliest memory of of misery. And trying to overcome that that misery, okay? And during the course of trying to overcome that misery, something something interfered with uh, 
with that relief. You remember that? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think kind of on a general general scale, you know, uh, you know, meth was a very, 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 very difficult uh, drug to overcome. You know, it just kind of sucked me right on in, and it split me from from uh, knowing anything about uh, what we say a higher power or God or anything like that. The flowers turned, they wilted. My my whole life turned uh, gray. You know, and uh, and and where I'm going with that is that that became the norm. You know, it was m- misery. You know, uh, I just get, you know, fleeting uh, uh, memories of what life actually was. But I was living in the alter, uh, the kind of altered universe. You know, even when I wasn't high, I was still high. Sure, sure. Yeah. So so there's some some resistance. You know, they say the problem with the drug addict or the alcoholic centers in our mind. Of course, it does. It's all a matter of perception. But yeah, you were living in a in a dark, monochrome world. There was no color. That's right. And as know. soon as you tried to emerge in that and move toward the light, toward the color, toward life, your norm was a dead world, wasn't it? Very, very. I mean, it seemed like it would never end. And that's yeah. really where I'm going with this is that, every, you know, uh, you know, what was a reasonable life had turned into just a living hell. And it was, you know, I remember as an example you know, sleeping on a sofa outside a, you know, uh, kind of a strip mall, and there was a building that apparently was making some crazy noises, you know, and uh, I don't know if it was real or not, but I'll tell you something, it sure did seem real. You know, you could hear, you could hear, you know, what I thought to hear were demons and, you know, the very uh, colorful sounds, you know, it was like about 10, must be 10, 15 stories high, but... uh, you know, it was it was real in my mind. It was real. There's no doubt about that. And you know, it scared me. You and, know, and what you're describing here, first of all, is meth, God or the devil? Meth is what? Now, to me, no question. It's as close as you can get to the devil. There you, you go. Know, maybe sitting next to the devil, but you're. you're Let's be close. clear about that. And what you're describing is this. Is this something was going on in this dead monochrome world? That you found appealing, this is where you wanted to be, or 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 this this devil, this this evil resistance, told you this is where you want to be. You don't want to be in the colorful, live world. You want to be here in the monochrome, dead world. Is that That's what right. you heard, Robert? Yeah, no, no doubt about that. I mean, you you know. Uh it's just it grabs you from every angle, you know. I, uh, funny enough, I had a uh, girlfriend I started using with when I started using. Uh, I was with a girl, and uh, you know, she said, "Man, you, you better think twice about this. You better think twice before you do it." You know, uh, she had been doing it for some time and maybe had some success quitting, but uh, it drew, drew her back like a lot of people that does. Um, yeah. You know, and I said, "Hey, nothing can get me addicted because I'm me." You know, and and what I mean is that uh, it got one finger around me, and then another finger around me, and then a grip, and two legs, and then next thing I was in, I was in a, a, a stranglehold. Yeah. You know, for years, 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 years. Yeah. And it took me to places that are indescribable. I understand. You know? And again, as we continue with this show with with Robert, we're not here to talk about drunk logs or or our our drug drug logs, okay, and and all the evil, crazy stuff that happens. But we are going to extract some really evil experiences that Robert had 
during his, his lucid moments where he was trying to get better, when he's trying to move toward the light. But let's lighten up this subject. By the way, if you're just joining us, my name is Toby C. The name of the show is called The Fourth Dimension with Toby C. Our guest today is Robert B., and we're talking about the same subject like we do every show, evil resistance from the bad spirits and demonic uh, interference that so many people experience in early recovery. And that's the theme of this show. It's not a drunkalogue. It's a ghost story about about something wanting to take us out when we want to get better. And don't tell me that's God, Robert. Anything that wants to take us out when we're trying to get better is not God, is it? Antithesis, for sure. That's right. So on a lighter note, how'd you end up in Bakersfield? Well, uh, I was going out with a girl whose parents lived in Bakersfield, you know, and we, before we had moved, we opened a map and, you know, Bakersfield wasn't even a mention and uh, let's put it this way: it became quite a surprise when I made it down there. <laughs> it was like, you know, it's a it's a beautiful, beautiful place. I said it tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a strange uh, location. Yeah, is that God's country? In my opinion, no, no, it's not. No. I mean, what I know about it now, no, it's, it's very far. It's not it's beat like up Mordor. I guess you'd say closest to Mordor. It's not beat up on Chester Avenue yeah, in Bakersfield. Right. Man. That's right. So. That was right. Spent a lot of time at Trout's learning how to Western dance. Oh, shit. Trout's. Anyhow. So take a deep breath here, Robert. You know, you, there was a hospital in Baco. It was about three miles away. And um, and you mentioned that you, on on countless occasions, sought the the sanctity and the safety and 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 assistance of this hospital. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and that was quite often the longest three mile walk you ever took, wasn't it? I mean that was a Yeah, it didn't matter if I was going straight to it or took a couple turns to to it. I never made it. You know, it's kind of a it's a strange situation, you know. Uh it's not very difficult to get uh, help, you know, especially in Bakersfield. It's there. But you, you know. but you never made it. No, absolutely not. There's and always, like I was saying, there's always something that, uh, you know, came and intercepted me, you know, at the just at the perfect time, you know, uh, and I would get distracted or I'd start talking and hours would go by or I said, you know, forget this, my feet are hurting. I mean, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, and what I meant by that is I, I did a lot of walking. Yeah. A whole lot of walking. But, you know, the but, point is I never made it there, you know. Uh, but how interesting. I mean, you know, it's not like you're driving and listening to the radio right. or, or, or you had a bunch of people around you. You know, you were alone and you were walking. But something or somebody showed up always on that walk. That's right. Didn't it, Robert? Yeah, sure did. And uh, and and looking back, what do you think? Was this, was this just bad luck? Was it maybe just bad timing? Was it maybe just bad decisions by Robert who just can't make a good a good decision yeah, yeah. or 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 could something like the evil one possibly have um have interfered with your your simple walk it you was know, just a simple walk man it was a straight line wasn't it yeah I, you know uh, it doesn't take much to get to where I was going you know, and uh, 
you talked about decisions, you know, I feel like the decision was already made or, you know, it wasn't my decision. You know, my, uh, it was a, it, it was a, it was a destination that I, I did, uh, I attempted day after day for a long time and people would, would always show up and I'm not talking about, you know, Hey, let's come over and, 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 and use drugs. It was like, you know, uh, someone would be sitting on a, a bench, you know, and ask me for some help or, uh, you know, I get caught up, I get caught up, you know, and there's a lot of different, you know, little, uh, examples of that, but, uh, you know, I make it, I make it almost there and I make it back, you know, um, the, the cases, it just never happened to happen. All right, when we come back with Robert, we're going to talk about some of these excursions to uh, the hospital in Baco. And I happen to have spent some time in Oildale, the sister city next to it. And, and I'll tell you, there's parts of Baco and Oildale that look, that look like a nuclear bomb went off. And if there's a hospital that's three miles away and Robert says, you can see it, believe me, you can see it. And there shouldn't be much, much to distract us. But it does. We often get distracted, don't we, Robert? Okay, we're going to be right back. I'm Toby C. Mashing it out with Robert B. Fourth Dimension, Evil Resistance with Early Recovery that so many of us are tortured with. We're going to be right back. Stand by. imagination to take us places we might be afraid to go. You are entering the fourth dimension with Toby C. There is no such thing as coincidences. Here's Toby. Mashing it out with Robert B. Toby C. Robert, memories of Baco. Do you have any other lows anywhere else uh, that you tried to emerge in the bottom besides Baco or? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, when I had a moment of clarity, you know, I um, actually took advantage of it somehow, some way. You know, there's a lot of answers I don't have to, you know, those days. Uh, but, you know, I basically got on a bus that took me down to Santa Monica to uh, the VA, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I was in the VA for uh, you know a week or two, but, uh, you know, I got quickly, you know, Removed, they didn't have enough room, you know. I was, yeah, I was told, hey, you, you got a place here, you know, and I unpacked and did all that thing. And, uh, you know, a day or two went by, and wow, that rug got pulled out from underneath me because that's a good program, actually. So, you're a, a, a veteran, a, a veteran, yeah. And sure what, am. what, what, what uh, service did you Navy. Navy, Navy, I sure was, yeah, right on, yeah, fantastic, yeah. So, Santa Monica. Yeah. VA. That's right. Trying to get some help, trying to get some assistance, trying to get some some relief. And right. and 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 was there something really negative, something really dark that that interfered with that that assistance that you sought? You know, I I, I really do feel 
that I had a lot of bad luck or bad whatever you want to call it, you know. Uh, I want to call it the devil. Yeah, that's I mean, what that's, I'd like to that's call what it. we're ascribing it to, and I don't doubt it whatsoever. You know, did I see evil spirits all the time? No, but I was. I always wonder why things were never working out because in my you know, I would I would speak it out. I want to get clean frequently and for a long time, and that is one uh, example. You know, uh, the rug getting pulled out for me, and then the next thing I know, I'm taking a bus to the middle of San Fernando Valley, and uh, and there I go again. You know, uh, you know, it's 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 about the opportunity. And, and getting, uh, reaching that, it's kind of like shaking hands with somebody. The timing has to be right, you know, and the situation needs to be there. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it, it is something that was, you know, awry, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know that was an eye-opener, that's for sure, San Fernando Valley. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it was like, a, just like Bakersfield in some ways where I was at. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, no, it was very, very difficult to get any help, any whatsoever. All right. So whether it was Baco, mm-hmm. or Santa Monica, or San Fernando Valley, That's or right. wherever, just you know, it doesn't matter. You know, we, you know, our misery and our living hell can happen anywhere. Okay. And this is important. We're probably going to, you know, spend a couple of segments focusing on this, and I want you to think about this for a minute, Robert. The seven deadly sins. You know the seven deadlies. All right, let's let's rattle them off. There's anger. There's greed. There's envy. Mm. There's sloth. There's gluttony. There's pride, and there's lust. All right. Out of those seven deadlies, you know. When you were in your disease and you were really suffering, which of those seven deadlies do you think was more prevalent than 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 the others? What do you think? You know, uh, the one thing I I heard you say sloth, sloth, sloth. You know, yeah, yeah. Now that's easy to say though, because a lot of us uh, drug addicts and alcoholics were so stressed out, all we want is some rest. Yeah, it was for me. It was a little, you know, it was, uh, you know, uh, once I got going, you know, uh, using the drug, actually actively high, you know, uh, all bets were off, you know, all bets were off, you know. Uh, so, 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 would you say if there was any evil discouragement, was maybe that message of evil discouragement to you, Robert? Don't do this. This is too hard. Yeah. You want, yeah. this is the easier way out. This is the way to relief. This is the way to quick and easy relief. This is the way to dependable relief. That way, Robert, that's a, that's, that's a lie. That's, that's an illusion. Do you remember that message, Robert? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I ascribe that, uh, you know, uh, to the devil. You know, and I'll take it one step further. You know, having a, I'll just say I had a career, a real good career, and uh, you know I firmly believe that uh, uh, it didn't take long. You know, devil took me uh, in maybe three, four steps down to the bottom, you know, to the bottom, and uh, wouldn't let me go. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and 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 perhaps, and we're going to talk about this in the next segment. But was it sloth that took you down to the bottom, or was it sloth that kept you from getting off the bottom? 
Because quite often it's something else that takes us to the bottom. You know, we talked about, you know, ain't nothing better than sex on meth. Right. You know, right. there's the there's there's the there's the devil, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I, it was while I, you know, when I took a you know, ingested it or or uh, or had it, you know, uh, I just lose all train of thought, you know, and uh, and I couldn't keep a, a straight thought. And, you know, there, were, there were, everything else was more important. Stand by, most more ghost stories with Robert B. I'm Toby C. The Fourth Dimension, Evil Resistance during early recovery. Be right back. Making sense out of nonsense. Making you as curious and uncomfortable as possible with the truth. You've landed in the fourth dimension with Toby C. All right. Robert's going to mash out a couple of good ghost stories here for sure. But again, I, I need to remind our listeners that are joining us in this very delicate subject of evil resistance that so many of us experience in early recovery, I want to make, make it very clear that, again, you know, this show is not about putting the, the devil on the center stage here, okay? Um, obviously, the devil is not at the center of faith, but the devil's figure is indispensable to understanding the mysteries of faith, you see. If we, if there's, if there's no Satan or devil in, in, in our existence to, to live and to better ourselves, then the existence of God becomes irrelevant and, and abstract, you see. So, you know, if you really want to put the power of the punch when you say only God could and would if he were sought, then, then be conscious of the antithesis of God, right, Robert? That's right. You know, and that's all we're trying to do here is... Uh, is, you know, the existence of the devil is not to be demonstrated. It's to be believed, okay? We're not here to prove to you. We're here to give you a couple of ghost stories so you can have this aha moment. And if you're suffering an early recovery, there may be another player involved in your misery. It may not be his fault or her fault or its fault or God's fault. You know, we say when it's God's fault, don't we? We say, God damn it, see? Stop blaming God, you know? And by the way, stop blaming yourself. Stop giving yourself so much credit, okay? There might be another player here. All right, Robert. <sighs> Take it away. So what do you, what do you think happened uh, on the way to getting better and recovering? Yeah. What do you think? You know, I was saying that these memories are... Uh, are uh, ten years of, of, of pure uh, misery. I mean, you know, everybody has a, uh, a story or two. Uh, but uh, you know, the last couple of years that I was trying to get clean, and I want to be really, uh, uh, you know, clear about that. I, my whole sole effort, my sole purpose, when I woke up in the morning, was to get sober. 
you know, and, and I would be, uh, you know, looking at the newspaper, looking up on the internet. How do you do this? Where can I go? This kind of thing. But like I said, by the end of the day, you know, all this, we're off the, you know, um, somehow the devil got, just took my soul or crawled into my body or whatever the case may be, you know, and I, you know, I started to, I wouldn't say I started to see Jesus, but I started to act like he would, uh, what I imagined him to be. And I became very, uh, you know, overly giving of everything I had as an example. You know, this is way out of uh, my character. Uh, you know, I, as an example, I had a, a garage full of stuff at a rental place. And, you know, it only took a week or so before everything was gone at half price. Yeah. You know, I was giving everything away, uh, clearly. And, and uh, with respect to... Uh, you know, I would go. I would go to uh, people's places uh, or parties or get-togethers, and you know, uh, while they're talking about getting, I, I was telling them that they they needed to get clean. You know, this is God's way of doing it, and you know, uh, I'd I'd, I'd ask them how they uh, wanted to get clean, what they thought about me not, you know, uh, my history and, and getting clean, and you know, I was. Um, I was clearly lost, you know, and uh, yeah, no, no question about it. I didn't have a whole lot of uh, uh, experience yet, but yeah, you, we were saying that uh, it does make a mockery of, uh, of addiction and, and recovery, and you know, only, only later did I really get a good foundation for that, and now when I really look back there, I, you know, it kind of makes me jump. Yeah, so check this out. You even admitted that uh, that probably more than any of the seven deadlies that you suffered from in early recovery, it was sloth, okay? And, and maybe it's not that you're lazy, Robert. It's just that uh, that's, that's the temptation, mm-hmm. man. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh, yeah. And, um, and, and, and we agreed that the program of recovery is, it's an, you know, you got to be all in, man, okay? There's got to be no reservations and if you're not in, man, if you're not completely willing to surrender yourself right. to this power greater than yourself, then you're dragging this this evil along with you, right? You got a you got a co-pilot, man. Did you you know you didn't know it, but you had a co-pilot moving into recovery because you weren't really willing to go to any lengths and do whatever it took to get sober, were you? No, no, okay? no. And and then, but 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 like so many of us. Come on, man. It's human nature to shuck and drive and find the easier, softer way. That's what we do. But, uh, but, but quite often, and you even said it, we make a mockery out of the program when we don't listen and follow instructions, do we? And, and in doing so, you, you intimated that you possibly allowed the devil to use you as an instrument of, of false doctrine and deceit and deception in recovery. That's and, about as bad as you get. And, and you developed a Messiah complex with bad doctrine and untrustworthy deception. Yeah. How yeah. evil can that be? And, and, and Robert, did you... Did you mislead and mistreat and possibly hurt people who are trying to get better because of that behavior? 
Yeah, I was. I like I said, I was. Uh, I had you're right, uh, Messiah complex, and you know, my my train of thought was always, you know, better or or, uh, you know, the right way. And uh, I was a, I was a uh, essentially walking down the street and, and bumped into people that, you know, were on the street as well, and uh, that would be the topic of conversation. You know, uh, what are you doing to get sober? You know, uh, you know, we got to change our lifestyle. You know, this is not for us. You know, uh, you know, this is not what I was born to be, and you were born to be. There's so much more, and intimating God, basically a higher power. You know. Uh, I don't. I'll tell you in 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 Bakersfield at that time there was a lot a lot of people, you know, that had been, uh, you know, put on the street. You know, I mean, a lot, a, a whole lot, um, and all with the same kind of uh, discouragement. You know that they actually a lot of them had just given up. You, you know, know how interesting, and that would make me more apt to try and uh, say coerce them, but try and indoctrinate them, if that makes sense. Oh, no question about it. Yeah. Hey, if you're just joining us, I'm here with Robert B. I'm Toby C. The name of the show is called The Fourth Dimension, and our subject is evil resistance that so many of us experience in early recovery. And if you're having trouble getting sober or staying sober or, 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 or kicking your addiction, you know, there, there might be an, an evil uh, element at play that you need and, and you might want to consider becoming aware of. There's no question about it. Yeah, you know, Robert, there are people who reach people on the streets with a good ecumenical message. They're called street preachers, okay? And I would say for every street preacher out there, there there might be somebody posing as as a as a messenger, mm-hmm. but maybe somebody who's possessed by by something dark with a, a sinister motive and intent to, to hurt people. Did you, do you, you do acknowledge that you did hurt and mislead people with your, your street ministry. And, and is it possible? It's kind of a rhetorical question, but answered anyway. Good, yeah. Is it possible that subconsciously you knew Deep down in your subconscious, you knew it was wrong, and and this this deep, latent, hidden subconscious shame kept you in a bandwidth of 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 spiritual intoxication. What do you think? That's pretty. You know, that's way way in there. Yeah, that's uh. What do you, you think? Know, clearly, you know, clearly. Uh, I was, uh, I feel strongly that I was possessed, you know, uh, I was definitely not myself and alter, uh, you know, different kinds of, uh, what I would say, the, the thought process and what I would, uh, decision making and, you know, my motivations were, you know, clearly uh, out of this world. You know, and my motive was, you know, everybody's got a motive. You know, they say nothing's for free, you know, and there's probably just some truth in that, you know, and there's no, no for, advice is not free. You know, at least on the street. You know, and uh, yeah, there were there were uh, for me. You know, um, it was usually try to try and uh, persuade them to give me something. You know, uh, you know, or become buddies with that person, have them rely on me or trust me. You know, yeah, I, there's definitely an emo, uh, a motiv- motivation behind it. You know, uh, you know, in in specifics, you know, 
Uh, and, you know, once I was taken over, uh, the higher I got, the, the worse I was. No doubt about that. How interesting. You know, one of the first fruits of recovery is that we're able to open our minds, you know, to a power greater than ourselves, among other things. But does do not drugs open up our minds? Of course they do. And, and lead us into some areas, some dimensions, you know, that, uh, that, are, that are interesting and intriguing and tempting and powerful. And, uh, you know, be careful what you play with, you know. Yeah. Um, how interesting, how interesting. Sorry, I mean, methamphetamine is, is like a, a, you know, like no other drug that I've ever used. And, uh, you know, for me, it was like a loop that just never stopped. It ground, called Groundhog Day, called, you know, uh, a loop. Uh, but, you know, nothing ever came out of it productive, I'll tell you that. Nothing productive, uh, you know, nothing productive at all. And, you know, like I said, I think that I, I don't think I know that if there's a drug, that's one way to see the devil quickly, you know, real quickly. Uh, yeah. is that, that, you know, it's a hard thing to kick. It's a hard thing not to think about. You know, even if you're, if you're you know, uh, you tell yourself, I'm going to force myself to get clean without, you know, and this is a different subject matter, but without, you know, establishing the, you know, things such as uh, higher power and understanding that you're not, you can't push your way through these things. You, there's something greater. You need something greater than yourself. I mean, that's, I think that's the tenant. That's a that's a perfect way to end this segment before we come to our fourth and final segment of our show. You see, Robert's a success story. Robert has overcome his addictions and this evil. And there was a way he overcame that, and he already alluded, he already, already gave you a hint. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how Robert was able to make the final push... And despite the intercession and the interference of the evil one, he was able to overcome that. What do you think, Robert? You want to give us a good close when we come back? Absolutely. Yeah. Right on. Stand by. Toby C. Mashing it out with Robert B. Fourth Dimension. Be right back with our fourth and final segment of Evil Resistance in Early Recovery. testimonies about the evil influences interfering in our most desperate and hopeful moments in life. Here's Toby. Okay, we're here back with Robert B. and Toby C. talking about evil resistance and early recovery. But of course, we had to start talking about Oildale and Bakersfield. And if you want to talk about something really evil, I don't know if you've ever been to South Taft. <laughs> South Taft or oh, by yeah. Maricopa? Of course, I remember. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Uh, to me, yeah. You know, there's uh, that's. They used to call that God's country. 
God. Yeah, wow. I didn't know this. <laughs> it's not anymore. Yeah, it keeps moving somewhere else, right? So listen, um, listeners out there, if you're really struggling, um, the devil might, you know, uh, be interfering with your recovery. And um, Robert's going to give you a couple of suggestions how he finally got away from the devil. What you have to do to get away from the devil? Well, you know, I, I wanted to, before I get into it, I'd say, you know, the devil gets you stuck. Stuck, if that's a word that we know. Oh, we know that. Yeah. And we can talk about the devil drunk and drug logs all day long, sure. man. But So it's hard to get going. You know, it's hard to get yourself going. And uh, and that moment of clarity, uh, I had to leave Bakersfield. You know, I didn't have to. I wanted to. And I, I didn't realize the significance of it until I got off the bus in Los Angeles. Uh, you know, I was like, uh, you know, a new opportunity. Uh-huh. It's amazing how you clear your, your head clears up. When you actually do some action. Do a geographic. Or, yeah, I guess that would be. But, you know, for me, it was like I did want to get clean, you know. Uh, And so when I, you know, I had had some hope. I had some hope and I had some uh, direction. I had some help. I had some help. You know, all those things are, you know, uh, facilitated, you know, getting clean. Okay. So really, a change of scenery, a new environment a real fresh outlook, that was really helpful. Very helpful, yeah. Because the devil and the demons are are in our lifestyle and the people that we've cultivated in this lifestyle we've cultivated. So That's right. You know, they they say, you know, wherever you go, there you are, but sometimes it's it's good to have a refreshing uh a geographical and and, and uh and, and a and a fresh start. There's nothing wrong I with that. I look at it as being a fresh start and as you know, an opportunity. It's like it's an opportunity that's you know given to you, and I realized uh, that it was one. It was probably the most important thing in that would ever be in my life. Right now, you know? Robert, I want you to think: Was there a moment when you finally got to Los Angeles and you were kind of heading down here to the desert, the Palm Springs area? This is where we're recording this show from. Was there a moment? <sighs> Where you felt, um, you felt some freedom from, from this demon. You, you, you felt. I think this time I'm gonna get it. Was there a person, or was there a situation, or was there a hospital or a rehab, something, that gave you that little extra boost to get over that devil hump? What do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna get into a couple. The first memory is, uh, you know, meeting a homeless woman with her homeless daughter, you know. And, uh, you know, I got to say, most people that are not clean want to be clean, you know. And when you express to this woman, as a matter of fact, that uh, I got to get clean, you know, uh, she was the first advocate for me, you know. And uh, uh, I made it to a hospital, as an example. and Because of this woman. Yeah, I actually called. I'll tell you, I called the police on myself because I was, I was fat, uh, dehydrated. I, I was out in the sun for you know th- that kind of thing. Took me to a, a hospital where they were very, very uh. This helpful. woman, this woman did yeah. this. Yeah, she was a she was a what do you call it, an Eskimo or what have you? How about a guardian angel? Guardian angel is better. Yeah. Do you think possibly? Yeah, that's what it is. Do you think God might have put her there for you? To- I, I strongly believe that all these people are 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 angels. You know. Uh, Yes, no. There's, 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 it's clear. 
that that's not very common. Let's not say it's not normal, but it's not very common to have someone uh, come into your life that quickly and and change it or alter it for the better. And she was a homeless woman. She was, and and she came into your life and she left. That's right. Now all those all those times in Bakersfield where you tried to walk that long three miles to that hospital there in the distance and you never made it. And the hospital that you couldn't see, you were taken there mm. on the arms of an angel who came in and out of your life. And it was no better off than you were, except she was there to, to act as an instrument Incredible. for you. How, how cool was that? You know, listeners, I'll tell you, when it's your time, God does not want us to, to die. God wants us to live, you know. But something besides God wants us, many of us, to live in a living hell and to accept that living hell as our only normal, as our comfortable place. That's right, that's right. And, uh, and talk about being stuck. I mean, I can't think of anything that describes evil resistance and early recovery better than being stuck. What do you think, Robert? I, there's so many terms that I had learned, stuck being one of them. When I when I got into that world, stuck uh, is a perfect description. It's a perfect description, and I became unstuck, you know, by by the uh, by having people come into my life and and be supportive, and reassure me that things would be okay, and give me the self confidence, and you know, and break that chain. That's what it is. It's, it's not a chain; it's a chain on all four limbs. And these people, call them guardian angels, what have you, many of them might have been instruments of God meant to to be there for you and to speak to you. And and just like you acknowledge that you're capable of being an instrument for evil, today are you fit and capable of being an instrument for good? I am. I am. You know, I am no, no question, and uh, you know, I walk the walk, and I try and I talk the talk, and uh, you know, I, I through my experience alone, that uh, made understanding a higher power very, you know, very possible. There it is, clearly. So there it is, gang. You heard it straight from Robert B. That the way to overcome evil resistance is to completely open ourselves up to a God of our understanding, a higher power, a power greater than ourselves that can enter us and expel this, this evil resistance and kick it out of it and remove it from us and prepare us to become an instrument or a channel of a higher power. That's recovery, gang. That's how we overcome evil resistance. What a beautiful way to end this show, Robert. This is really nice. a great, really enjoyed this hour with you. And, uh, and thank you so much. You know, let's have a good time. Thank you. Let's hear it for recovery. Let's hear it for uh, Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous and all the rest of the anonymous is out there. Keep it anonymous, gang. I'm Toby C with Robert B signing off here on the fourth dimension with Toby C. And uh, keep it real and um, stay God conscious for you. Over now. out.